1: Salute to Knicks Nation on this Monday night Another edition of Knicks Weekly Presented by Manscaped This is the weekly recap show Where we go through the good, the bad, and the ugly That is the orange and blue for this week CP the franchise here And as I told you guys We have a surprise guest with us tonight I told you he was a point guard I told you he wore number 11 Play for the Mavs and the Knicks. Now, you guys are throwing your guesses all around, all of the Twitter, Instagram, and all of that. But without further ado, let me give you guys a little hint as to who our guest is tonight.
2: All right, the surprise is out. Derek Harper
1: <laughs> returns to Knicks Fan TV, man. One of my favorite Knicks of all time, the best number eleven to ever wear the orange and blue. Hart, welcome back to Knicks Fan TV, man. How you doing?
3: I'm wonderful, CP. It's good to be with you guys, man.
1: Uh, How's everything in New York? Yeah, pretty good. You know, we are on Spider Mitchell watch, and and I certainly want to touch on that hey. on this show, but. You are the self-proclaimed president of the Jalen Brunson fan club.
3: <laughs> yeah, Jay, I Jalen Brunson.
1: Yeah, signing a four-year, $104 million deal with the Knicks. And Harp, you've seen this kid come up from, you know, mm-hmm. a, a precocious neophyte fight as Clyde would say, to, uh, you know, a marked man now with the, with the contract that he signed. What have you seen, based on your time in Dallas with him, you know, this kid's growth and development, What have have you seen out of Jalen Brunson?
3: You know, first of all, man, I have probably watched every single game that Jalen Brunson has played since being a Maverick. And what I see is a young man that has the pedigree, if you would, to be a successful player in this league, mainly because he's a winner. And he won at, you know, he, he won at Villanova. Uh, championships there. That speaks for itself. Not an easy thing to do. Um, He continues to work. You know, people think you luck up sometimes, CP, and become good. Not the case. You put the work in, the results, and the game situation will be easy for you. And Jalen is just one of those guys I know, I'm not wondering this, I know, works on his game. Every single year he came back to Dallas after the offseason, showed great improvement, in a different area. And I always felt like that the league made a mistake drafting him so late, if you would. You know, you play for Jay Wright. Number one, you're a winner. You know the game. You know how to play the game. You play for your teammates and not so much for yourself all the time. And I think he's going to be a pleasant surprise. I really do. Because I don't think people really appreciate it what Jalen has done thus far as a player when it comes to, uh, I guess he's going into his fourth year. We don't, we don't know how good this kid can be, and I, I think he's going to really be a, uh, a huge benefit to the Knicks. Knows Coach Thibodeau for a long time. That helps. His father is on the coaching staff. That helps and gives you the kind of confidence that you need to go out and, uh, and get it done. New York's a tough place to play. You guys know that. But at the same time, Jalen is one of the toughest, underrated point guards in this league, in my opinion.
1: Recording in progress. And and absolutely right, Harbin. And and you talk about his makeup and his pedigree. Uh, We know his father came up here with this organization, went to Villanova. And you look at all the draft picks that come out of Villanova. They're always well coached. They're always fundamentally sound. Good leadership qualities. Good head on their shoulders. Shout out to Jay Wright because he does an excellent job with that program. And they they always seem to be pro ready. Uh, One of the things about Brunson that that really comes off the charts is his uh, efficiency inside the arc. I mean, this is a guy who shot 68% from the rim, 50% from the mid-range, all within the 90th percentile in the league. You've seen some of the best in the game. You played against some of the best in the game. What is it that, you know, from a point guard perspective with his size, what is it that that makes him so prolific inside
3: the arc? Especially in a time where every all the guards are shooting threes, right? He, he's different. And I think Jalen understands I always talk about, especially young guards, right, that the first thing that they have to understand is when to go and when to slow. And I think the timing uh, uh, of of what Jalen does is very – it's surreal in a lot of ways because you ever hear people say, oh, he slowed him that time. Mark Jackson used to slow people to death. Mark wasn't the fastest, the quickest guy, but he played at his pace. And knew where he wanted to go. He knew when to go fast, when to slow down. And I think Jalen has some of those same traits. You don't have to be the fastest guy. You don't have to be the strongest guy. But the intelligence in which he plays the game, I think, allows him to be really solid getting under defenses and making plays for himself, for other people. You know, I think the thing that helped Jalen as well is playing with a guy like Luke. You know, Luke is so big, you can move him off the ball. And when they did, they didn't skip a beat because Jalen understood that position so well. So, again, as much as people want to say Jalen is okay, but I think they're going to see why the Knicks spent the money. I don't think the money is going to phase him because he's not one of these guys. I mean, everybody wants to get paid, but he's not one of these guys that was looking for the money and the money only. You know, he's a guy that will continue to work on his craft, man, and continue to get better. You do that. You play 15, 16, 17 years in the NBA.
1: Well, we're talking to Derek Harper. Salute to Knicks Nation. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Throw a number 11 in the chat to salute yeah, Derek Harper, man. If you were a Derek Harper fan, throw a number 11 in the chat to salute yeah. our guest tonight. And, and Harper, you mentioned uh, you know playing alongside Luka Doncic. And with Brunson, he's certainly made a name for himself playing without Luka Doncic and, yeah. and playing on the ball, especially in the playoffs, 27 points per game in the playoffs. We'll, we'll see what this Knicks roster looks like. But, you know, I think another dynamic that he brings to this team is if he does have to play with an R.J. Barrett or a Julius Randle, being able to play on the ball or, or play off of those guys and excel in, in that light.
3: And I think that's overrated. You know, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumas, Dumars, kind of the same size, played in the same back row. I don't think it necessarily matters, man, if you know how to play basketball. When you go, when you play at Rucker Park, they don't have, they don't worry about a point guard, a two guard, or a three, a big three, a small three. You just go out and you play, man. And I think the game has changed so much where you don't have, You don't play position basketball anymore. You put two guys out there, they play to their strengths. As players, you try to get the best out of both people that are out on the floor. Barrett, solid, left-handed guys, they're going to trick a lot of people because, you know, you put those left-handed guys out there on the floor together and uh, I think it gives them a huge advantage. You know, both guys can shoot the ball, both have the ability to work off the bounce, get to the rim, things of that nature. You know, I, I just don't think it's going to be that big of a deal, man. You just go out and you play. You know, maybe defensively you're challenged sometimes, but at the end of the day, man, the team that has scores the most points that's who wins. And I, I just I don't see any shortcomings with playing guys, even if they they're they're fortunate enough to get a guy like uh, Spider. I think that still works. You know, you you just you you play to your strength and not worry. Make people worry about. What you're doing, opposed to you worrying worrying about what what somebody else is doing.
1: Do you see an underrated aspect to, to Brunson's game? I and mean, we, we talk about his you know efficiency inside the, the arc and playing on yeah, and off I, the ball. What, what do you think?
3: The underrated part, CP, is that he has been in so many big games until no moment is too big for Jalen. You know, everybody thinks that the best player has to take the the last shot of a game, right? A close game. Jalen is more than capable. He proved it here with the Mavericks, playing with a guy like Luca. He, he if you he played he's played at the Garden probably more than a lot of people. being, mm-hmm. at, yeah, being Villanova. At, at Villanova. At yeah. Villanova, You know, they played there all the time, and it's it, it's not a surprise to Jalen. Nothing surprises this kid because he has a. Um, he has a cunningness to his game that makes him very difficult to gauge and, and know what he's going to do as a player. So I expect big things from Jalen. I, I know him very well. I know his mindset. I know he's looking to prove himself. Some guys don't hear the noise. I don't think Jalen listens to the noise, but I know he hears it. You know, people say all the time, Jalen Brunson is good, but but what? I mean, you don't average 27 (laughs) points in a series and not have the ability to be a number one in this league. People thought I was crazy when I called Jalen Brunson a starter in the NBA. They said, what are you talking about? He's a backup at best. (laughs) And I just saw something different in the kid, and I'm going to continue to expect big things from J.B. That's my guy. (laughs)
4: Harp I got a question for you so like you talked about like how you saw Brunson's game right you've got to see it firsthand especially being down in Dallas yes, sir. were you su- were you surprised the way that he's come along in the NBA to this point yeah
3: I have to admit I, I knew Jalen was solid and being solid and being having the potential to be a star is two different things right mm-hmm. but he got off he had a mediocre rookie year you know he, he, he was up he was down and that's typical when you think about a young player. But he quickly caught on. And not only did he catch on, but he continued to work. That's what you, you asked, CP, about something that surprised me. Jalen, what surprises me is how hard this guy works. 24-7 in the gym, comes early, stays late. That's the sign of a player that wants to get better and ultimately will get better. I can't say enough good things about Jalen Brunson and I'm not intimidated by talking about him, even though he's coming to the, to the Mecca, right? He's coming to New York. You know how hard, you guys know how difficult it is sometimes to play in New York for crying out loud. Hell, they, they ran me out of there after my first five games. (laughs) They they wanted to know know why Coach Riley traded for me. But I think Jalen is tough enough to handle that kind of stuff, man. And if you can get past it, you can win the New York problem over. You're on your way, man, to greatness.
4: I'm glad that you brought that up because I just finished <laughs> reading uh, Blood in the Garden uh, by Chris Herring, which was an awesome book. And, <laughs> you know, he touched on you on how during that time we had Greg Anthony. We didn't have a lot of point guard play. And so the Knicks went out to get you because we needed <laughs> to, to mitigate that issue. Now, once again, Knicks- still
3: hates me. <laughs> coming
4: to new york you, <laughs> but now once again the knicks back needing a point guard we go yeah. back to dallas we go we go get jalen brunson back. who's now wearing the same number right. number 11 he did what, that
3: for me he did that for
4: me <laughs> <laughs> what 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 advice would you give for for brunson because i was listening to your show and you asked him like if he's ready for the big stage or whatnot so what advice would you give jalen brunson playing in new york now
3: Man, I would give anybody playing in New York to be yourself, man. I think a lot of times we get caught up because we go to a different team, a bigger market, uh, or what have you. But, you know, it's basketball, man, at the end of the day. And I think you have to be smart enough to not try to change so much. What does he have to do other than come in and, and be Jalen Brunson? And I, I think when you get a new player and you give him 100-plus plus million. I think automatically people want to put a lot of onus on that individual guy. But make no mistake about it, Jalen can play well and the Knicks still not have success. Mm. And then we're going to say, oh, he's not that good, he's not this, he's not that. So don't put so much pressure on you as a player that you think you have to do everything to, to try to help this Knicks team improve and be better as a team. You don't have to do that. You have to hold up your end of the deal, which I think Jalen is more than capable of doing. And I think he's gonna have a fantastic year. I really do. I I certainly don't think the, the, the city and what it's all about is too big for him psychologically or physically. I think he'll handle it.
4: Okay. I well, I was watching your show once again. So like and I saw that you you asked Jalen you know, like what was like a big you know, impact for him coming out this season. And he mentioned Jason Kidd, right? He pushed him. Yes. Uh, Jason Kidd, a Hall of Famer, championship point guard. Do you think playing with someone who played at such a high level helped Jalen Brunson? No question. Okay, so then my next question, like, so one, not only did that help Jalen Brunson, but do you think Tibbs can still help Jalen move in that direction? Because, you know, there's always a the talk about having a point guard uh, as the head yeah. coach who who's able to, like, Tell you and say, tell you like visually what to see on the floor. Do you think there's gonna be? That, uh, do you think there'll be like a, a bump in the road around along those lines between going? You know, from I do so I,
3: I tell you what, that's a terrific question <laughs> about how Jason Kidd helped him. I watched Jay Kidd and and Jalen interact all year, and you'll never know the impact that Jay Kidd had on Jalen. So I, I think where Tibbs is gonna help Jalen. Is more on the defensive side of the basketball. Tibbs, Thibodeau has always been known for defense. Not that Jalen Brunson isn't a solid defender, but Tibbs just has a different knack for the defensive end. And if you, for the defensive side of the ball, and if he can teach Jalen how to be a leader as a defender, it's clearly going to help the Knicks basketball team. Because that's how you win championships. And everybody raves about what the Warriors do offensively, they're always in the top five on the defensive side of the ball. Chicago, when they were winning championships, always yeah. in the top one or two defensive teams. So as much as we want to see 20 points a game, I think his overall game on the Thibodeau is going to gonna really improve. And I think in turn, that will certainly help the Knicks to improve. Man, the Knicks been down too long, man. I'm you know, I'm a maverick through and through because this is where it all started for me. But after that, I root for the Knicks, man, point blank. I don't root for them when they play against my Mavs. <laughs> but other than that, I'm pulling for the Knicks, man, because I, um, I experienced nothing but love in New York my uh, two and a half years that I was there.
4: And rightfully so, rightfully so. So I'm going to ask you the same question you asked Jalen. Do you think he's going to be an all-star this season?
3: You know, you got to be realistic about all-star picks because, you know, I I think somebody last year, LaMelo Ball made it as an all-star because somebody got hurt, right? Mm -hmm. So he can be an all-star. I hope that's not his approach. I hope he just goes out and and plays his game, but certainly has an opportunity. You know, the market is there. Um, I think his game is there. And if he's not an all-star, he will be discussed as a guy that, that has a chance to be an all-star. Hard to pick an all-star team. I never made the all-star game, but I'll, I always feel like and I always felt like I could, I was talked about as an all-star. Like, is it Derek Stern? I think Jalen is right there. And if he doesn't make it in his fourth year, coming into his fourth year, he'll have a lot of, a lot of years to, uh, to possibly get there. But I think the world of Jalen Brunson. And I, I just think he has the pedigree and just the overall, the situation that he's in right now, I think he can be an all-star. I really do. We're
1: talking to Derek Harper, the last straight number 11 to win, to, to rock Thank with you. the Knicks. Throw number 11 in the chat, man, if you rocked with Derek Harper back in the days. And as we know, Harp also covers the Mavericks for Bally Sports Southwest and has his own podcast, Harp's yes. Court. So make sure you That's guys right. check that out. I caught a couple episodes, man. A couple of our fan favorites are definitely on there. Uh, Definitely great job on on the podcast as well, Harp.
3: I appreciate that. Been a lot of fun. My main man Jeff Van Gundy, my last guest, Uh, and um, Jeff is—I'll be forever indebted to Jeff Van Gundy, Pat Riley, just the whole uh, the whole '94 championship run that we all went on. We're always going to be close
1: absolutely and uh real quick before we get to that 94 team you know we did touch on the spider mitchell stuff a little bit and obviously yeah. that has taken up a lot of our time here in new york we are we are anxiously and anticipating uh a trade or maybe not a trade you know training camp is coming up but um from a chemistry and a cohesion standpoint as you were saying you see no issue in, in these two coexisting yeah. uh both offensively and
3: defensively both being 6-1 guards if you can play with Luka Doncic, who is a super superstar, but also very ball dominant, you can play with Donovan Mitchell. Now, I will go to the defensive side of the ball because you said 6-1, six, 6-1. One, six, one. That's challenging, you know, when 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 a 6-1 guy has to guard a 6-5, six, 6-6 six, six, two guard, right? Then we go to Thibodeau, right? We go right back to to, to coach, and his strategic mindset as a as a defensive-minded coach to handle that. But again, don't don't worry. It's an offensive league. Guys are going to score points. You make, you know, if you hold Dame Lillard sometimes to twenty-five, you've done your job more or less, right? So instead of worrying about that so much, man, put so much. Let your offense. And the, your backcourt be your defense. Put so much much pressure on on opposing defenses that it kind of you know balances things out for yeah. you as a, as a as a team.
1: You know, and and you talk about that. It, it is an offensive league. As a guy who prided himself on defense, you're watching these games night in and night out, covering yeah. these games front and center. Does it bother you a little bit, Harp, that, that the uh-huh. game, that they're taking the defense out of the game? I mean, they, obviously, they're still playing quality <laughs> defense, but yeah. nowhere near no, they your don't. day.
3: Hey, they don't play defense, <laughs> you can say that. They don't play no damn defense. You can say that. No, you, they're not guarding, but yeah. in, in any event, I it does not bother me one iota. I love the game. I love where the game is, because think about it, man. Mm. Times change when you start talking about any sport. You know, you talk about football. it's it, They're throwing the deep ball more in, in that sport. So uh, the fact that guys are launching threes and they're playing one-on-one, I like it. I mean, I really do. When we played, it wasn't totally it, it wasn't totally about entertainment. Now it's about entertainment. Right. You know, the commissioner of Silver has made it an offensive league just by the road. The rule the, the changes. You can't hand check. You can't. You can't do your work early defensively when you check guys that are coming across the lane, things of that nature. So it is what it is. You know, you got the game has evolved, and I'm right with it, man. I love watching the NBA. Period. I think it's still fantastic, like it used to be in my day.
1: You know, and you talk about the rule changes, and you got to think you were kind of. <laughs> one of those that influenced those rule changes, because as, as we read in Blood in the yep. Garden, Chris Herring did a yep. great job on that. Whether it's the hand check rule or um suspending players for leaving the bench after the whole melee that happened between you and, and JoJo White, You're, JoJo English, JoJo English, JoJo English. I, JoJo
3: English. I'm yeah. not gonna have one thing to say about that, JoJo English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that was the case. That was one that I wasn't proud of. No, of course, I, I, of course. I'm a fighter. But I I didn't mean to get into that melee right right in front of the late David Stern. My mother was at that game in Chicago. And uh, if she was close, she would have gave me a whooping. That's all (laughs) I'll say. (laughs) If she was close (laughs) enough, I would have got a whooping on national television.
1: The, this excerpt from uh, from Blood in the Garden, man, just just always stands out to me. Be, obviously, because we cover the show from a, st- a fan standpoint, and it right. goes it goes like this. It says, um, "Still, even with the smarts and the depth Harper brought to the team's rotation, he wasn't really playing all that well to begin his tenure as a Nick." Though his first four outings, through his first four outings, he shot just under 24% from the floor. As he walked over to the bench to sub out one of those first games, a fan sitting behind the Knicks bench at the Garden shouted, Hey, Harper, how bleeping long is it going to take you? Talk about, you know, your interactions (laughs) with the the Knicks faithful as you were going through this
3: transition (laughs) and struggling with the team. It was hard, man. I talked to Jeff, actually, on my show about that. And I'm the kind of person, like, if you're struggling, man, if you're not playing well, nobody has to tell you that. You know better than anybody what's expected of you as a player. Mm. And it took me some time, I, I would admit. I, I, again, I talked about being yourself. I was trying to not step on toes. I was trying not to do too much when I first got to New York, and it was detrimental to my game. You know, you, you got to play. You have to go and play the game. You can't worry about who you're going to offend and things like that. And I mean, if 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 you're honest, you'll be honest with yourself and say playing in New York, there is some added pressure, if you would. And I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit, I felt a little pressure to produce and to pr- perform under those bright lights. And uh, I did struggle, probably more than four games. but. I think ultimately my goal was to help get the Knicks to the finals. I did that. We just came up short. If we had won in 94, I would be living in New York right now. I would have never left the city. It's <laughs> a fact. Because <laughs> it would have offered me more than Dallas would have at the time, plain and simple.
1: You would have been the king of the city? Probably the MVP.
3: Patrick and John would have oak. Yeah, they would have been. They would have been the bigger kings. I would have just been enjoying just living in the city in general. Man, it offers so much, so much fun, so much opportunity, and I love New York. I mean, go New York, go New York, go. I dream of that sometime, and I'm not exaggerating when I say I do.
1: We're talking to Derek Harper. Salutes everybody in the chat once again. Knicks Weekly presented by Manscaped. Throw number 11 in the chat to salute Harp. And if you guys have a question for Harp, call us up, 657-383-1509, or hit us up on the Knicks Fan TV Discord. Another uh, story from the book, Harp, that that I loved was uh, was Reno. Here it is, the the Knicks uh, on a four-game losing streak on the West Coast. Offense sputtering mightily. Riley yeah. decides to uh take a flight and, and divert it to Reno for some for some team building and, and some chemistry. Take us through that 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 36 hour excursion from the vantage point of a Derek yeah. Harper at this time.
3: Well, it's out there, so I don't have to hold any punches. First off, it, I can easily talk about it. Um we were struggling. I was part of the reason why we were struggling. At the time, in fact. And, you know, Coach Riley called it an opportunity to stop the bleeding, if you would, because we were leaking oil as a team. We had been solid all year. When I got to New York, they were number one in the league, record-wise, certainly in the Eastern Conference at that particular time. And um, things weren't going well. So we're thinking we're going to Sacramento. And lo and behold, I wake up from a little, little shut out And we're at Reno. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? You know, like, why are we going to Reno? And I'm not a gambler. I'm not one of these guys that, that gambles a lot, although we had some gamblers on that damn 94 team. Oh, boy. <laughs> it did we? But anyway, moving right along, I uh, we get to Reno. We have a practice. Well, first of all, we, we get to Reno. And we were there, I forget exactly what time, but it was in the evening. So we get some chips uh, from, from somebody, from a little bird gave us chips. And uh, we, um, I cashed mine in. Everybody else commenced to going down and gambling with the, the chips that they got. And uh, the next day at practice, man, we uh we sit down in the arena and, and well, we didn't practice at at uh, what was an Arco Arena at the time. Mm. We didn't practice there. We went to a little high school or a little a college in Sacramento. Coach Riley lines all of us up on the uh, on the baseline like he liked to do, and just went down the list of what everybody's responsibility was. Uh, where you were, you mentioned me shooting the first four games, 22%, if that. <laughs> he talked about that. Um, he also, uh, that's when he changed the, the the lineup. He says, okay, I got to stop this bleeding, so got to do something different. He says, Charles Smith, you're no longer going to start. You're going to back up Anthony Bonner, so Greg Anthony, the same thing as far as we were concerned and I'm not going to lie to you, man, I think about this a lot because mm. the best chance I had to win a championship was in New York. I always felt like I was a starter. I, I, I felt like I was supposed to be starter, almost to the point where I think it, 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 it was a part of my struggle. I wasn't used to coming off of the bench. Because, so that was an adjustment for me. And I just remember vaguely that once Coach Riley said, that you I was gonna be in the starting lineup, I relaxed. And I started to play the way I was capable of playing. We went on a 14, 15 game win streak after that. So clearly it was the right decision by the by by our staff to make that move. And the rest is history, man. We got to the finals after that and should have won in 94 is all I can say. Yeah. you know everybody tries to come up with reasons why we did it win the championship that year. I, if you win a championship, you're supposed to win it. And if you don't win one, you, you just, you come up short. You're not supposed to win it. So, but I remember those, those, those times, man, they were uh, they, they were wild times. Mm. I'm telling you. And I just remember like, yeah, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be in the starting lineup. And shit, I just went to playing my game, man, which was a very aggressive style on both ends of the floor. And I was able to find my rhythm from there. Uh, what's, go ahead, Al, go ahead.
4: No, uh, what's the most like difficult like adjustment coming off the bench than than starting, you know? Because like we also hear that like throughout the entire league. Like even yeah, today, not, we're I, like, oh, why just have like so-and-so come off the bench? That way we have some like yeah, storm
3: or whatnot. i I've, I've never and I'm not bragging or boasting. I'm trying to be real. I've never come off the bench, man. <laughs> I've never so it was a whole new thing for me. You know, I mean, to sit and watch opposed to being introduced into that starting lineup was just awkward. You know, it it was just a tough adjustment because you check in if the team is not playing well then you think you got to go out and and make something happen. And a lot of times you get caught up playing for yourself opposed to everybody else collectively and the team. Playing that team concept, I, I don't mm. know for whatever reason. I thought when I was coming off of the bench that I had to really prove something. Mm. If it would I had to prove that I belong, I had to prove myself over and over again. I'm just like shit. You got, you know, you got 12, 13 years in the thing. Yeah. You have to prove anything. Yeah. People know what you can do. Just go out there and do it. And not until I became a starter did I did I take on that mentality.
1: And, and when you're running the show. As the as the floor general now, as you said, you're a seasoned vet at this point. So, did you feel any you know pressure having to as a floor general? Yeah, you, you got a lot of egos in that lineup. We we talked about in our last interview what it was like playing with you, and you have Starks, you have Mason, you have Oakley. You know, yeah. how
3: how was that as a floor general trying hard. to get these guys it, it, and lead these guys? It was hard to lead that group anyway. I mean, shit. Think about it. The late Anthony Mason. I mean, Mace, I love Mace to death, but Mace wasn't the easiest guy to play with. Mace <laughs> wanted, Mace was a, he was a point forward that had handles that wanted to dance with the rock for Queen's finest for right, a second, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He, had, he wanted to go between his legs a couple of times. A quick story, we were in Atlanta playing the Hawks in 94. And Mace brings the ball up the court. He's dancing with it, dancing with it. I'm like, Mace, let me get the rock, man, so I can get a sense of, right? That's what a point guard's job is, right? Is, is to go get the basketball. So Mace looks at me like, only Mace could look at you, right? Rest in peace, that's my guy. And he says, you ain't gonna do shit with it if I give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I I I was lost for words. Yeah. I didn't know what to say you know so you talk about the different personalities and egos I wouldn't call them egos because for the most part i think all of us had one common goal and that was to be successful to try to bring a championship to new York but it was a tough team to run there's no question mm-hmm. about it and that's part of that's what I'm talking about you know when you're trying to get your game going and have to deal with the different personalities, it uh, it can cause for a little chaos sometimes, and I, I definitely felt a little bit pressure. But after a while, after I won those guys over, that there was uh, there was no turning back. We we were in it to win it, and just came up a little short.
4: You, know, do you it, think it's go ahead, Al No, no, I was gonna say, do you think it's harder today to be playing a point guard because a lot of them are like tasked with like this high scoring re- responsibility, or do you think it's about the same?
3: Harder today opposed to not think it's easier today because it's understood that Dane, Kyrie, uh, Steph, um, all the point guard greats, that they're they're the there's they're the head on the state. They call the shots, they get the, the plays ran for them, they get the screen set for them. 90%, 85-90% of plays are pick and roll. Mm -hmm. either high pick and roll or side pick and roll that's all the offense is scouting is easy right now I don't care what anybody says because people run the same thing they're trying to get those guards the offensive powerhouses they're trying to get those guys shots Mm -hmm. as much as they can Mm -hmm. and you know it it it, 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 it's it's self-explanatory what's going to take place on the offensive end so I I don't think it's any harder I, I just think that there's an understanding of, you know, what, what we're trying to do. I mean, everybody in the country was watching, or in the world was watching the Warriors, you know, against Boston. And every night you went into that game knowing what the game plan was. You know, defensively, it was to try to slow down Steph Curry in the pick and roll. And defensively, <laughs> defensively, you, you you may as well just, Hope and pray. Because that's not going <laughs> to not going to stop the guy. So, you know, it, as much as it changes, stays the same. But I like the change of the game. That's all I can say. I like what's going on out
1: there. We're, we're talking to Derek Harper. Salute everybody in the chat once again. Next weekly presented by Manscaped Throw number 11 in the chat. To salute to Harp. Uh, let's take a couple of quick calls and and, uh, and and wrap up. Great, great segment, Harp. Definitely appreciate the time that, you, uh, that you've been giving us, man. Let's go to the Bronx. Anthony from the Bronx. You up first. Um, Yarn with Harp, man.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed.
4: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run,
5: it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's up, CP? What's up, Papa? How we doing today? Good, man. Well, I got two things. I just want to say thank you for being a part of the Knicks and um, being being who you was at, at the time when you came off the bench or whatever the case may be. Even when you started, you was a vocal point. You was aggressive on both ends, and you helped us out. You even brought intensity out of John Starks and Mason and all them guys and got us to the promising land. So I want to thank you for that. And um, the question is um, – you heard
2: me? Yeah, yeah, it, bro. Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, I'm sorry. One, one, one quick question. Uh, if
5: if it was a couple seconds left, finals again, three-point shot needs to go up. Who are you having shoot the ball? Starks or Hubert Davis?
3: Damn, Johnny on the spot. Who would I want taking this shot? Hubert or or uh or Johnny Red? Um, damn. You know, I've never been on the fence, so I'm not going to be on it now. In spite of John going two for 19, I'm going to go with John. Mm. Because, you know, as much as I know Hubert is a pure shooter, I know he is. There's a reason why John was on the floor going two for 19 and Hubert wasn't. And the reason was Hubert wasn't the guy. John was the guy. So sometimes you have to you have to go with the guy like John because he's been there, he's done it, he got you to where you are. He John was a big part, I mean a huge part, of us being in the finals. So I'm going to go with him. And I have a lot of faith in John. Clearly he has a lot of faith in himself because yeah. he kept yeah. telling me he was hot the night he went 2 for 19. If that's not the craziest thing that I've ever heard and the most confident individual that I've ever been around is John Starks. You had Rolando Blackwood sitting on the bench, too, through John's struggles. But Coach Riley elected to go with with the guy that got him to the dance. And you can't knock that. Sometimes you have to live and die by what you believe and who you believe in. So no knock to human, human Shit, he—he he was one of the best shooters ever to play, from an offensive standpoint. Yeah. But I'm going John Starks, and it might surprise some people, but that's where my heart leads.
1: Nice. Uh, let's take it to Brooklyn. Ty from Brooklyn, what's going on?
2: What's up, p What's up, team? Harper, love you, baby. Once a Nick, always a Nick. I just you have stay to ready? say that. Yeah, yeah. I had two—I had two questions, brother, for you. You sort of capitalized on one of them with the John Stark call, mm-hmm. but I wanted to ask you. The first question is. John Starks is on fire game six, and that's why he's put in that game seven. But the first question is, do you feel that he was fouled? I felt that if he was, he was fouled and if he would have went to the line, we would have won that championship. But because it was a team, they didn't give it to us. That's the first question. And the second question is, although he was had a hot game game six, I do feel that Pat should have pulled him out just a little bit game seven to yeah. throw him down and get his mojo back. So I want you to comment on those two things, please.
3: You know, and I'll answer your, your last question first. Um, I agree with you on that, especially after everything is said and done. I, I, I definitely expected a change, you know, because normally when you don't come through in, in one game, there is a change. But to my point earlier, Coach Riley, I, I, I just felt like he felt like John would, would, would hit a big one for us. He did it, yeah, and it caught. That's not why we didn't win the championship. But that particular game, if you want to put it on one game, clearly he was horrific shooting the ball that night, and it, it was a tough night, you know. If you would, man, and I forget your first question because everything is on that that game seven, man. But, oh, he, um, he, his
1: question was uh, whether you thought Starks got fouled at game six when when Elijah no, block no, the shot. I, I didn't think I, so.
3: If they didn't call it, see, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in a game coming down to the line and, you know, a foul here, a foul there. Officials are human. They miss some and they get some right. So I I never blame the officials, even though you want to. And I understand (laughs) as a fan, uh, you feel the gentleman feeling that way. But I just think all in all, man, you play as hard as you can. You got to get some calls. And 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 I'll say this as, as far as officiating is concerned. If you notice in the finals, any time in, in NBA basketball, the team that's the aggressor, they get all the calls. They get mm-hmm. all the breaks. They get all because you're being aggressive. Yeah. And you know, one, one missed call. I, I just can't go with it deciding the game. And it, it kills me. It pierces my heart to say that because damn. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we were so damn close. Man. Right there, man. R- right. It makes there. my throat <laughs> hurt, man, when I when I talk about man. this stuff. <laughs> I was talking to Jeff on my podcast last week about it, and I could hear the pain and the disappointment still in his voice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's as close as well. They got there in ninety in 99, nine two thousand. Yeah, yeah. I, that was my last year in the league. Yeah. I was pulling for the Knicks then too. So nice.
1: Last question is going to go to Dayo from Brooklyn. Dale, yo, my heart. Yeah, can you hear me loud and clear? Let's go.
2: All right, awesome. Um, what's up, Harper? You know, big hey, respect to hey. you, man. So How are you? Doing everything you can for the Knicks, man. I'm doing good, man. Um, wanted to ask you a like a point guard shooting guard question. Sure. You know, so like on our roster right now, we got we got D rhodes You know, we got Jalen Brunson. You know, we got RJ, who's kind of like a shooting guard, but is playing the three. We got Quickly. You know, we got Bry. We got Grimes. You know, like, we got a lot of combo guards, you know, guys that could yeah. play point guard, yes. guys that could play shooting guard. You know, like, based on, like, what you've seen around the league, like, do you think that we need to have someone for, like, the traditional point guard who's, you know, going to be maybe, like, get someone more involved, like, as far as, like, assists? And then we have like the classic two guard, like, you know, how would you help figure this, Um, you know, our situation? And then number, th- the second question is, you know, do you think that our management is doing a good job? You know, cause like I personally like guys like Emmanuel quickly, you know, and like the miles McGride yeah. and the Quentin Grimes, but, you know, yeah. a, a issue that a lot of us have been having is that, you know, we're we not really giving them the time to really shine. You know, we'll go and get guys like, you know, like other other guys, right. like, like Evan Fournier, you know, and he gets 30 minutes instead of, like, us, like, actually giving minutes got to our it. homegrown. So do you believe, like, that's the right thing to do? You know, or do you believe, like, you know, we should kind of have more faith, okay. you know, and, like, actually All right, All right I'm going to just, I'm just land,
1: land you playing on that one because we kind of pressed for time. But we, we got the questions, right?
3: Yeah, I definitely get the question. You know, as far as having a traditional two-guard, I I just think the league has become positionless, if you would. You have more just flat-out basketball players, right? I I think a lot of times we complicate the game, you know, with this is a one-guard, this is a two-guard, then you have a small forward. That's changed. You know, I mean that 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 is you have more just traditional basketball players now, guys that can put it on the deck, they can shoot it, they can defend, and you can make that work. Now, I, I mean, you could argue that back in the day the game was, was was exactly what you're talking about. It was it was just that traditional you get a big guy in the middle, you get a powerful physical guy as your power forward. And normally the 3MD guy would be your 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 versatility guy, if you would. It's not that way. Um, C.J. McCollum, I keep saying, uh, and, and Dane playing the same backcourt as small guys. So I think all of it can work. There, there's room for all of it to work. And I think the biggest challenge we talked about a little earlier is the defensive side of the ball and who's going to guard who. But. And I think if if you have the right coach in place, and you were talking about the front office, I'm never going to bend down and talk about management and all that kind of stuff. I'm not doing that because it's not my place. I come from an era where uh, coaches are the coaches, president of the basketball operation, they do what they do. So I'm going to leave their job <laughs> to their job because, you know, that's not my job to question them. I think they're doing the best that they can. New York is a hard city, and they want to get the best out of their teams every single year. But I think the Knicks are going to bounce back this year. I just think that it's time for New York to, um, to make some hay. And think about, man, when, when New York is good, they had that little year before last, they got there with Randall leading the way. City's on fire, man. You You want to go to New York. When the Knicks are in the playoffs and when things are jumping, man, I I mean, it is nothing better than the Knicks being in the playoffs. Nothing. I know there are a lot of other teams that's that's missed over the last couple of years, but outside of the Mavericks, I'll continue to say that as well, (laughs) I'm rooting hard for my Knicks to get back, man. I am rooting for everybody in the front office. Um, Rose. You know, just the whole brain trust of the Knicks to get things turned around. And because it'll be a lot more fun than it is, you know, Stephen A is my guy, but <laughs> he uh, he likes to go, at, my, go yeah. at those Knicks. Yeah. And he loves the Knicks. Too and, much. You know what I mean? Relentlessly. And man. he loves them. He loves them so hard until he hates them. R-
1: so,
5: Relentlessly.
3: We'll, we'll see how it goes.
1: Uh, absolutely. Uh, one final one for me, Harp. You know, as I said, you, you're a guy that prided yourself on defense. You came That's up it. against some of the greatest to ever play.
3: Who was the hardest guard for you? Uh, during my era, it was Magic. I Between was Magic say, yeah. and Isaiah. Yeah. Um, magic because of his size. I mean, EJ would, would, would just back you down, back you down. He was 6'10". Could handle the basketball. Um, I shouldn't have been guarding Magic what without- <laughs> I shouldn't have. I mean, I'm 6'3", man. And I was about about 200 pounds when I played in the league. That was a size advantage for, for, for the Lakers. But not only was he big, but he was intelligent as a player, very cunning, very smart basketball player, made other people around him. You know, they're always mm. talking about the GOAT. And Michael Jordan is the GOAT. I mean, let's stop I'm not kid our fucking selves. I mean,
2: mm.
3: everybody wants to try to act like they don't know who the GOAT is. Yeah. It's Michael Jordan, period. OK, yeah, um, but those guys, man, the, the, the thing that I think is, is missed by everybody when they talk about Magic, Bird, um, Isaiah Thomas doesn't get enough credit for how great he was. Zeke was a tough guard for me as well, is that those guys won, man. That, that's mm-hmm. the bottom line. You want to win. That, that's what it's all about, man, is winning. And when you look at that era of players. There were a lot of winners. Magic Johnson won at every level. He yeah. won a championship at high school, went to Michigan State, beat Larry Bird for the college championship, mm-hmm. rookie year in the league. I don't know. I forget the year. Beat Philadelphia with Kareem back in Los Angeles. Yes. Yeah. Played center so in to, their finals. Yeah. That, that, that's sheer greatness. That's yeah. sheer yeah. winning personality. So those are the guys that when I look back on my career that I had nightmares Waking up to another last guy is Kevin Johnson, Phoenix Suns. KJ, wow. I, I mean, I don't know why this guy's not in the Hall of Fame. I just, he must have <laughs> did something to somebody, but he, uh, between <laughs> he and Mark O'Brien, those two guys should be in the Hall of Fame, bar
1: none. Absolutely, man. KJ, Mayor Mayor Kevin Johnson, former Mayor Kevin yeah. Johnson, definitely was a beast in his prime, Mohawk. I uh, definitely uh, appreciate the time you gave us, man. I, I always value your insights and in, in coming on this show. The uh, as I said, you were you a hero of ours back in the days, man. And, and uh, that. You continue to contribute to the game.
3: Let me, CP, let me say this, man. I, I've been on the show a couple of times. And when I tell you, you do a hell of a job, brother, appreciate at what you. you're doing, I think people look at you and they they see you night after night after night after night. And they start to take you for granted. Being mm-hmm. Making that transition or trying to make that transition from being a player to doing what you do, it's a challenge, man. And you guys keep up the good work, man. Anytime you need me on, I'm there for you. Absolutely. And uh, we'll continue to support you. The Harps Court Podcast.
1: So make sure you guys go out there and support Harp. And, and good luck to your Mavs this year as well, Harp. We'll be talking Appreciate in the- it.
3: Good luck to the mix, too, baby. <laughs> we need it. We need yeah. it. We right. definitely need that. Enjoy. All Blessings.
1: right, man.
4: Have a good evening. Right. Have a good one, Harp. Bye-bye.
1: That was Derek Harper, number 11. Throw number 11 in the chat, man. Always a great time talking to Harp, man. Came through and dropped some gems on us, Al. Definitely, definitely appreciate that interview. Yeah, it was a little surprise, man. I had a little trick up my sleeve, Al. You know what I'm saying? A little trick up my sleeve for the fans. Little well, trick up your sleeve. Everyone thought it was Jalen Brunson. Yeah, for- well, well J- Brunson ditched us for the for, for Serena. You know, he's he's at the U.S. Open. So I said, all right, Brunson. You know, we'll we'll table this one for now. We'll circle back. I'll have my people call your people, and and we'll figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Brunson ditched us for Serena tonight. I guess, you know, if you got to do, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I'm US saying? U.S.
4: Open, Knicks Fan TV. I would go Knicks Fan it's TV. It's a tough that's decision. A
1: decision. Uh, that's just me, though. It's a tough decision. But we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get with Brunson. You know, we'll have our people call his people and and, uh, and and get that done. But, I mean, come on, man. This is Derek Harper. For you kids out there, learn your history, man. This guy played against the greats. This guy led us to the promised land. We didn't get all the way there. He came in the midst of this team trying to get it together. We had Greg Anthony. We had a, a construction team. New York Bricks came right at right the ship. As he said, 14-game win streak when he put they put him in the starting lineup and took us to Houston. Would have been the MVP if Starks wasn't bricking his, bricking his, uh, his way to a loss. Played against Magic. Isaiah. Mark Jackson, I mean, you name it, bro. Harper had to go up against dogs every night. Kevin Johnson, Kenny Anderson. That's why he's a legend. Gotta gotta get that man his, his his respect, bro. Gotta put some respect on Derek Harper's name. For you kids out there, use your Googles, man. Yeah, <laughs> use your Googles. Do, do your Googles.
4: Now you just sound like the old man behind uh, get yeah. off the lawn over here. Yo, get off the I've, I've been getting that
1: way, man. I'm feeling it. You know, my birthday's coming up in a month, man. I'm I'm, I'm feeling that like, you know, that scolding it's, old man type of thing. I'm, I'm starting to get that. You're
4: insulting me on my
1: age. Yeah, are like I'm like in my 20s, not even in my 20s anymore. I'm in the 30s. You think I'm a young I, kid over I, I here. I think it just comes natural with age. I'm trying to fight it off, Al, but it just keeps like, you know, I feel like I got to clap back at the youth sometimes. Want we'll to bring you some tapioca pudding? Is that what you need? <laughs> you know what, man? This was a good Don't tell me you out. like tapioca now. No, absolutely <laughs> not. No, no, no. Hell no. Uh, but this this was a good uh, change of pace. You know, we've been talking spider for like the last 10 weeks, I feel like. Feels like years at this point. <laughs> feel like years. Uh, we're still waiting to see what's going on. You know, how are you feeling about the situation right now?
4: About, about the, spider uh, the... Spider stuff. Spider situation? Yeah. I mean... I just need it to happen, man. Can we just not it's like everywhere you log on, it's questions like is he coming to New York? When's yeah. it gonna happen? What's the trade package? Like we had Berman on here. I feel confident yeah. in uh the deal will get done. I mean, we had Ian Begley's report, you know, you were on last night or Matinee as you as you put it. Yeah. Where you had the Cavs, you know, they're they're not in this anymore. Obviously any team could come through here, but the Knicks still hold the best, the still the best offer. So mm-hmm. At this point, it just comes down to what is it? Is it players? Because we're hearing the RJ with Danny Ainge needs RJ Barrett in the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're hearing RJ a lot now. You're hearing from you heard we heard from Berman on this show. It doesn't come down to the players. It really based on the picks. Mm -hmm. What is it? Is it Ainge just needing RJ to make it seem like he wins the trade? Where he's seeing that oh Grimes, you hear Grimes, Obiq is not really getting that that pull towards the media where it seems like a fleecing. So maybe you got to throw RJ's name in there with some picks. So that way he can feel like he's doing something. I don't feel like he wants any of these guys in all honesty. I feel like it's just all about the picks because that's how he wants to create the team. Just go through the draft all over again. And especially on Utah, I think that's the safest way to go.
1: You just got to draft them. Are you prepared? BK, BK Primo one in the chat salute. Are you prepared to lose RJ if it comes down to it? Uh no, <laughs> <laughs> me neither, bro. Me neither. I would tell you right now. Even even if it was a favorable trade, that I, would hurt, man. That's hard, man. You know, that's hard. Losing one of our brethren, you know what I mean. Hometown drafted, homegrown drafted. That would be hard. That'd be a hard pill to swallow. Third,
4: th- me, third overall pick, man. <laughs> That'd be like, hard. That's 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 tough. That's a tough pill. That's
1: that's that's a, that's a hard one. That's that's a tough one. Um. I hope not. But again, you, you know, you're hearing things and is he going to get the contract extension that hasn't come through yet? Will he get the max? Will he not get the max? Is Utah interested? Uh, I'm just waiting, waiting to hear what's going on, man. What do you guys think in the chat? Are you prepared? So we got some RJ haters in the chat. Let's be real. We got a lot of RJ fans, a lot of RJ love. Um, mm-hmm. What do you guys think in the chat? Are you prepared to lose RJ in a deal? We'll keep the phone lines up a little bit if you guys want to call in, 657-383-1509, or hit us up on the Knicks Fan TV Discord. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us a hashtag. New, we'll shout you guys out. Russell Reed, shout out to Jamaica. Shout out to Jamaica in the building, man. Let's Father go. Peace is Salt Lake City Barrett. That does not sound like a vibe. No way. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to go to Utah these days, man. No question. Shout out to Pat Beverly for getting up out of there. He, he's he got to be thanking his lucky stars, man. My man went from the outhouse back to the penthouse. He's he's back with LeBron. He, not, not back with LeBron, but I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better situation. Uh, as you would say, he was out there quick, fast, and quick, a hurry. fast in a hurry. Get up out of there fast. And don't look back. Torch the bridge. You do not want to be in Utah, man.
4: No, not at all. That's why I think they got to do a trade, man. They got to draft their players to, to yeah. try to win them over.
1: That's that's how it's always like been. Someone like RJ, you'd be like, no. That's how it's always been. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't here. Been. Yeah, that's how it's always been. Uh, team hashtag new in the building. Who we want to shout out? Louis Bustamante. Louis, how you feeling? Pause. Uh, who else we got in here in the chat? TM, what's good? All the mods, what's good? JJ, how you feeling? I did lose it. I lost the team hashtag new in here. Hold on. I haven't really been needing my glasses lately, bro. My my vision is coming back. Miguel Connor, how you feeling? Now you're trying to sell me that old age and give you your vision back? <laughs> what's going on? Listen, man. You got to take care of yourself. You know, back in the gym, getting back into shape, you know? Eating your, eating your carrots. You got to eat your carrots, your vitamin A, all your, all your orange-looking uh, vegetables, man. Get back to it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, man. Shout out to DR. Bahapa, 138. VR, uh, DR, what's good? Almighty finesse, you always in here, but shout out to you anyway, man. Ari oh, was good. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a flagrant uh, offense there. Junior Karoma says, can't lose RJ. I would literally cry like a little child. I'm sorry. RJ is the future. Yeah, that, that would be tough. That would be a tough sell for me. You know, e- even if we conceptually or theoretically run the trade, I, 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 uh, that would take me a little while to get over. Got to get the Lakers involved, man. We Give do. me a three-team or four-team trade where another pick is going to Utah. That saves us from emptying the war chest. That, that, yeah. that, that's the only way, out. It's the only way. Yeah, man, we talked about this on the last show, right? Like,
4: Lakers, I I, I understand. Like, the Lakers should be wanting to get them. We just saw them trade for Pat Bev. You know, yeah. they still need more Pat Bev, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis is not going to do it. They got to get, like, Jordan Clarkson. You know, there's been rumors about Jordan Clarkson, Mike Connolly, all these other guys, you know, uh... Bogdan Bogdanovich, or is it Boyan or Bogdan? I think it's Boyan. Boyan. Well, yeah, Bogdan's Boyan. with the Hawks. Yep, Boyan. No relation. Too many Bogdanoviches in the NBA already. <laughs> uh, they're the one from Utah. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> the gunner. You gotta That'd get be the a nice West- move.
4: That'd be a nice move for them. You get all those guys. You're talking to, It's a massive all, like change for what the Lakers are. You're talking about a playoff contention team because they were out of the playoffs, and they got to try to dump that Westbrook contract, man. Yeah. I think when you talk about like the potential of trading RJ, I think the thing is, is that you just strip, you're you're kind of stripping this team of its homegrown talent from based on the reports, right? They want RJ, another young player, all the draft picks. So, how do you, how do you rebuild the team if you don't have the draft picks? Mm -hmm. How are you going to give up your own top, top pick? How are you give up your own homegrown talent? It's a lot going out just to get Donovan Mitchell. And that's where I'm like, you know what? We don't have to bet against ourselves in this. We got the best offer. Yeah, You want to go take a lesser offer off from a team because you don't want to take the best offer that we're giving you? I mean, I guess you do you, but that's – it's just too much in my blood. That's where it starts to get too rich. But the other yeah. thing is, like, once you start trading RJ, like, who's the face of – like, is it Donovan? You hope Donovan stays? Oh, it's Donovan. It's got to be Don, Donovan. Like, you got to, like, do everything for, for Donovan Mitchell to keep him around. Like, RJ, like, he's an, he's a guy that we drafted that was excited to be in New York. Yeah. And I feel like that's been the hardest thing is like having players who've been excited to come to New York or be drafted by the Knicks and actually want to do well and play well for the Knicks. Right. And not saying the guys that we drafted in the past didn't want to play well or anything like that, but have actually shown improvement. Some like, like there's, there's some good value in the guys that we drafted like quickly uh, Quentin Grimes. You talk about Jericho Sims, Obi Toppin, RJ, you know, this isn't like, Frank Milikian and Kevin Knox situation. Mm-hmm. We, it's it's much different, yeah. much different. So no and there's people who like who've been adding at me uh, on Twitter saying we got to stop waiting for the, for all these players to to get good and it's like or or to be like these all stars in the lead. I'm like I'm happy if we sta- if we stand packed not for the fact that I think they're going to be all stars, but at bare minimum I think yeah. they'll be really good role players and you don't have to package that many. players players if they're solid role players in a deal to go get somebody else that's my whole thought
1: it's a tricky thing right the the timing of of things right is another is another circumstance gonna come up like that you have here you have a unique circumstance here or a player that wants to come here you think wants to come here, is from here three-time all-star is available because his his team is now uh, uh destroying and rebuilding how soon does another opportunity come about At the same time, if you don't go for that opportunity, where do you go from here with the roster that you have? Remember, you know, a lot of the fans say, okay, keep building, keep building, keep building. The Knicks are not going to be in at the top of the lottery, barring injury or extreme lightning strike luck type of odds. So again, you're talking about the 12th pick, the 13th, the 14th, the 15th. Can that get you a, a, a another Donovan Mitchell? Maybe. Maybe. But the point is, is that you're going to have to make this type of move at some point. Mm-hmm. Most likely. You're going to have to make a move like this at some point. Or else you're stuck. Look what the Hawks just did. The Hawks got Trey, Trey Young, of all people. They still have to go out and go get uh, DeJounte Murray. To try to shake things up, to try to do something to to improve their their chances, they got rid of Herder, a, a homegrown kid. They got rid of Cam Reddish, a kid who they drafted. You know, so you, you got to keep trying to retool. That it's just a tricky thing with the Knicks is because they're not going the Presty route. They're not going the OKC route. They're not gonna do that here. This team, they they're not gonna be bad enough to be hovering where the OKC's are the Orlando's the Houston's and to be competing for the those top lottery picks they're never going to get there they have Brunson now they have Julius they have RJ this is going to be a borderline playing team or a playoff team so it's like ultimately you still going to have to package something up to improve your roster Stricky tricky thing. It's not going to come just organic, organic, organic. It's not going to come by extending IQ to a second contract, extending OB to a second contract. That's just not realistic. Everybody's not going to be be here for the ride. So let me ask you this question. Because the way Danny Ainge
4: has been trying to play the Knicks and trying to force their hand, trying to manufacture all these trade rumors, speculations, whatever you want to call it, do you think the Knicks should start playing that game? Do you think the Knicks should now go to OKC saying, all right, they just lost Chet for the season. Yeah. They're trying to probably get Wemba too, right? They're, they're trying to, like, create that whole young team. OKC, it's not a major destination. They're a team that has to work through the draft. Is it another season where you put SGA saying he's injured, shut him down for the season? Yeah. How long can he tolerate not playing on a competitive team considering he was out with the Clippers, right? He was yeah. also with OKC when they had Chris Paul and made the playoffs, took the Houston Rockets to seven. If you're the Knicks, do you go over to OKC trying to force Danny Ainge's hand saying, hey, you don't want to play play fair with us? Okay, we're going to see if is available. Absolutely.
1: Right. And I, t- I tell RJ, yo, <laughs> get your yo, man I'm out sorry, of sorry, there, man. <laughs> Go get your man out of there. What is he doing there? What is he doing there? I tell RJ right away.
4: Yo, they're wasting his career right yeah. now, these last two seasons. so." Like, I agree. That's where I'm like, as the Knicks, if you're, if someone's trying to play hardball with you in this way, why not go start looking to see what other trade options are out there to see? And we haven't heard that. We've just heard that they've been in trade talks with really just like Utah. I mean,
1: I I haven't heard any other, I haven't read anything seeing where they've been discussing with anyone else. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure these things happen. I'm sure these conversations happen, right? A lot of times, like like you just heard the other day, they inquired about KD. I'm sure all thirty teams inquired about KD, but that's just not something that you're gonna hear because chances are slim, and you know those things don't really progress outside of just initial inquiry. But I'm sure teams, not just the Knicks, have have called Presty about SGA because they know he has no intentions of turning that team into a, a, a serious team for the considerable future. He's he's admitted to such. So, you know, it's I, I we don't know for sure, but I don't think it's, it's you know, out of the realm of possibility that, that they never inquired about SGA. I'm sure they have. You know, I'm sure yeah. they have. But let's take this call from Amar from Queens. Amar, what's going on? Phantosh,
2: what's
5: up, Alex? How you guys doing? Man? Good, man. What's going on? What's up? up, what's up? Honestly, um, I love R.J. Barrett, but... If you compare R.J. Barrett's first three seasons to Spider Mitchell's first three seasons, there's no comparison. Spider has never shot under 80% from the free throw line. He's never shot under 40% from the three-point line. Um, I would do that deal. It instantly makes us better. And then we have Quentin Grimes, who everyone believes is going to be better than R.J. Barrett as a 3-and-D player. Quick question. Mm -hmm. Do you think Dolan has Leon Rose on the hot seat to get this deal done? Because, you know, Dolan loves star power, and he wants to market it. It's
1: a good, it's a good question. It's a good question. And, and back to the R.J. thing. Look, I'm, I'm not saying that RJ uh, that Donovan Mitchell is not better than R.J. Barrett. I think Stevie Wonder could see that. All I'm saying is it would be hard for me to lose. That that was a bar right there. That was just off the dome freestyle. Oh but but I, I just God. think it would be hard to lose him because, you know, we've, we've been seeing him come up since 2027, 20, 2019. He's been improving. Obviously, no, he's not as efficient in, in any respect, but he looks like he's trying to get better. You want to see the, the homegrown talent uh sticking out of here, but no, of course, of course Donovan Mitchell is better than RJ Barrett. Does Dolan have uh uh Leon on, on you know, pressuring Leon to get this done? It's hard to say. Is, is Donovan Mitchell that type of player to make Dolan do such a thing? It's hard to say.
4: Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, obviously, Mitchell's better than RJ. We don't have to go into that whole discussion. We haven't heard it, man. I yeah. mean, if I feel like if, if I feel like if Dolan was pressing, granted, it took the metal, the metal trade took a while before he stepped in and and made something happen. And we were talking about, blood, uh, you know, blood in the garden. We read how Dolan has played a, a crucial role in some, enforcing some of these trades and making things happen. Mm-hmm. Organic execs up and out of here. I haven't like I to me I feel like we've read so much that Leon Rose is like the guy that he trusts. I don't think I think Dolan would go to Leon saying, Hey, can we can we push this thing along? But I don't think Dolan yeah. would over like supersede Leon Rose saying, Hey, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna throw these players in here. I think he's taken a step back as a, a approach as an owner, uh, to let just things handle. I mean, we can go back to Phil Jackson, right? And how he let Phil do whatever, I think he's kind of been on that path of like, let me let my guy, let me let the guys I hire run the team. Even with Mills and so forth, he's let the guys run the team. I think it's just the same way. I I think the difference between the mellow trade and this trade is that unlike the mellow trade where we just, we didn't, the assets that we traded, we just didn't have enough assets. So we gave up the rest. Yeah. Right. This, we actually have a lot of assets. And we'd just be burning a lot of assets. I feel like it's a t- it's two different trades, two different pl- two different players that we're talking about too. Um it, I don't know, man. I feel like this is just gonna be a patient one, just to see the picks. It's just coming down to the picks. Yeah. What are we gonna give up to the picks? How many protections? What are the protections? You know, where are the Knicks comfortable with? I think it's. I think JD and I said it's gonna end up being three. That's where I'm saying I yeah. still think it's going to be three. I think it'll
1: be three, and maybe they get a fourth somewhere else in a in a, in a, in a package. That's
4: where you need the Lakers, right? Get the Lakers involved. The Lakers. Who knows? Maybe even get Hornets involved in yeah. this type of deal. They need a power forward. Maybe yeah. Julius Randle. <laughs>
1: <You> wish. wish. <laughs> um, but, yeah, on the Dolan front, I mean, look, history has shown the guys he has relationships with, he trusts for a little while, whether it's Isaiah, Mills, uh, uh, Leon Rose. You know, they've had that relationship before Leon Rose was hired as president. You know, CAA has been in the House. So we'll we'll see. I, I'm not necessarily, I'm not so sure. Uh, this is the the, the trade that, you know, Dolan is really pressuring him on, but we'll see. All right, we'll we'll take one more call. Uh, Edgar, go ahead and and screen that that 512 call. Salute to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button, hit that like button. Knicks Weekly presented by Manscaped. Had a great, great interview with our guy, Derek Harper, the last great number 11 for the Knicks. We got 600 likes. Go ahead and hit that like button and share these videos. Very important when you get in here. Share these videos on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, text us to your grandma, whatever the case may be. Let them know number one show for the fans by the fans is in the building. Had a great interview with Harp. Somebody in the chat said they were surprised that uh that that Harp still was hurting from 94. They all are. You know, I even you know, even even interviewing John Starks and, and talking to Starks about game seven and stuff like that. You could hear it. Brandon 009. You could hear it. You know, those guys are hurting, man. They they squandered. A great opportunity to be kings, to be immortals—straight up immortals—in this town. Things would have been so much different had they got it done. So, no, I don't. I don't think that's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able. I, I still can't live that down. <laughs> right? I still can't get over nine ninety-four, Right? So, uh, they were there. They were actually in 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 the in the trenches during this thing. So. There's no way. And, like, you read about that in, in yeah. Blood of the Garden, too, right? Like, yep. you talk about it.
4: You, you, you feel it. You feel the pain just, like, being that close. And even when you finish reading the book, I think the thing that wraps it all up is that the amount of uh, – take the time, effort, the energy to do what the Knicks did to constantly be in the playoffs, to be so close to the mountaintop, right, and never getting there. It only hurts. Yeah. It only no hurts. Noise. You can't go. It only that. hurts. Like, I can only imagine how Patrick Ewing feels. Yeah. You know? Especially when he came down to the 99-2000, and he got, he got injured, his he Achilles got injured. band. Ah oh, man. Like, imagine if you actually, if we had our top guy, yeah. right? And then you get LJ, who gets hurt, too, and you had to rely on Houston and Spree throughout that entire series, right? With yeah. Ward and Childs and all of them. Like, this type of stuff lives with athletes, man. Lives with them. Because it's yeah. only like, what if? It's truly like the what if? No question,
1: no question about it. Uh, last call tonight. We got to go to uh Texas. We got we got two callers from James from Texas. Uh, uh Edgar. Uh, I don't know. Some, some some we got some cross wires. or something, man. All right, let's let's figure it out. Let's play a game. Let's play a guessing game here. All right, this is Erico five one two. Are you James from Texas? Yes. Yeah. Okay. How are you? How are you, sir? What's going on?
5: I'm good. I'm good. I've been listening to you guys for a while. I appreciate everything you do. It's good to to finally call. Appreciate it. Um, I just moved out here last year, so I've been a longtime fan of uh, part, uh, partial season ticket holder. So okay. yeah, for like the past five years, loving the team. Mm-hmm. But um, all right. So I wanted to get into. I don't think we should trade uh, RJ for Donovan Mitchell, mainly because. Honestly, people, yeah, you can say R.J. isn't as good as Donovan Mitchell um, if you want to compare his stats now or even his stats in his third year versus Donovan Mitchell. But still, mind you, Donovan Mitchell's third year, he was, I mean, uh, R.J. in his third year is the same age Donovan Mitchell was as a rookie. Yeah. So he's really progressing at the rate of he had that, that, learning curve to get coming straight out of college and being a, little, a couple of years younger. So you still have to give him the benefit of he's going to have a little bit more longevity. He's a little bit farther away from his peak. So he still has a lot more time to grow into that. So he has four years to even be where Donovan Mitchell was at as opposed to Donovan Mitchell be halfway through his peak or at the very peak of, of his uh, NBA career at that point. So you got to give them a little bit more time. So I wouldn't sacrifice that. There's definitely something you want to share with them. Okay. Then I also, um, I know you were talking about a four-team deal, like as far as uh, putting, like we would need to add teams. I, so I heard you say earlier the Hornets and the Lakers, and that's exactly what I was thinking. Firstly, mm-hmm. I was thinking something like, if we, we would get Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gay, the Jazz would get Westbrook, Hayward, Kendrick Nunn, and Boop Knight, and then we would give them our first for the 23 first mm-hmm. the Detroit 23 first, Dallas is 23 and our 25, Charlotte would give them their 23 from Denver mm. and then they would get the Lakers 27, then Bogdanovich, Conley and Fournier would go to the Lakers
1: and Clarkson and Julius Randle would go to the Orange mm. okay, I like that, my guy James from Texas, so, he, he's he's putting the work in man, good, good stuff bro Good stuff. Not not bad at all, man. He's, he's, yeah, he's like trying it. to he's trying to get everything done. He's trying to get Spider in here, a, a a a a fair pick swap, and Julius up out of here. He wants everything. He's winning everything. If if he was the GM of the Knicks, win here, he was a- win here, and we got Spider. If that
4: happens, there might be a statue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Outside of Just, MSG. Yeah. yeah. Get the permits ready. <laughs> Leon Rose Avenue. Let's get a couple Actually, more though. in here. We we got into a little bit of a groove. Let's get a couple more in here. I see a couple more on the uh, on the Discord. All right. So here we go. So, uh, Be More, Michael White. Hang tight. Um, let's get one more from the phones, and then we'll hang up the phones. Let's go to my man Tom from Huntington. Why not? Oh, let's go.
6: Why not? Of course, man. Hello. Let's and Gentlemen, excellent work. Love the show. Appreciate it. Um, uh, as always. I mean, you guys never let me down. Appreciate it. Ever. Okay. Um, as far as, I, I was I was trying to call in a little earlier because uh, I wanted to actually uh, ask Derek uh, Harper, like, like, who were some of the tough guys he had to guard back in the days. But don't worry about it. I'll, you know, I'll reach out to them in Texas. <laughs> 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 um, as far as... Uh, this whole Donovan Mitchell thing, which keeps going back and forth, it's like a disgusting soap opera. Uh, I, I don't even know where it is anymore. Um, m- me, myself, at one time, I was like, "Just do it, and we'll deal with it." Mm-hmm. Then I was like, "Don't do it. You know, don't get taken advantage of by the vampire uh, Danny Ainge." Mm-hmm. Um, but my old thing is, you know what? Um, I don't think we have anybody that's really untouchable. You know, I'm a big, you know, rj's my guy. You know, but I don't think anybody's untouchable, especially for that kind of level of talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and given the fact, you know, it may be if Spider was like 30, 32 or something like that, but I mean, he's still so young and he hasn't even, he hasn't even really hit his prime yet. So mm-hmm. my only thing is, as far as the picks are concerned, I would give, uh, probably like I would do the, the furthest I would go is three unprotected and maybe that, uh, that was the one from Milwaukee, which is basically like an un, un, unprotected. And that's as far as I would go personally, but, um, okay. Aside from that, like I said, rapid fire. You guys have a wonderful evening. Keep doing the excellent work. Appreciate it. And we'll talk soon. All right. Tom, and yep. And of course, uh, you know it's, you know it's all about Manscaped. Absolutely. All right. Let's 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 do what we gotta do, people. Yep. All right. The summer is still here. It hasn't gone away yet. So we still got a little time. That's it. Anyway, have a good night, guys. Let's go.
1: Tom from Huntington. We are still in Jordan mode, people. Go out and get that Lawnmower four point Go to manscaped.com. Promo code. KFTV for twenty percent off plus free shipping. No testimonials. Simple and plain. Go get that. Appreciate the call, Tom. Oh, I I just triggered my joint, man. <laughs> it just whoa, just came on, man. Whoa, whoa, hey, yo. <laughs> hey, I mean, there you it gotta is. be careful. Yeah, you gotta and, be careful. and you gotta be careful, man. You gotta be careful. Gotta, you be, gotta careful. be careful, man. That's all I'll say. This this thing is gone. It's got activated, man. You know, this thing just got activated. Okay, a couple more. Let's go rapid fire, man. b more on the Discord. b more. what's good?
7: Hey, what's good, CP? How Long time, man. Yeah, B-Mora from Hawaii. From Hawaii? Check it in. Been a minute, yes, bro. Yes, sir. Aloha. What's good? Let's go. Um. Okay, real quick. Mm-hmm. When we got Brunson, I had to really talk myself into it, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Because I think we all knew, you know, Mitchell was a target. So let me ask you guys this and their Never. primes who's going to be better Brunson or RJ
1: <sighs> Go RJ Exactly right so yeah. to
7: me you know we both know or we all know that yeah. a lineup of Brunson Mitchell but it, and RJ... But it really it really depend, it, it
1: also depends it it also depends on on what the makeup of the overall team is looking like though That is true but yeah. I mean in my opinion
7: A 6-1, 6-1, 1-2 isn't going to get it done. You know, you look at Portland. I mean, it's tough. The stuff Derek Harper was saying is true. But, I mean, at the end of the day, man, they're going to get cooked in the playoffs. They're going to exploit the mismatch. And, you know, it's not a long-term solution. And to me, my dream lineup, if possible, would just be have Mitchell at the 1, have Grimes at the 2, RG at the 3. Obi at the four and Mitch at the five, and we roll with that and see how that works. I think that would be perfect, man. Okay.
1: Pre- appreciate the call, man. Appreciate yeah, thanks for having me. Be more checking it. in from Hawaii, man. Where are you guys in the chat checking in from? We got people calling in from all over the place. A lot of people calling in from Texas. A lot of Texas love tonight, I guess, because Harper called in. Uh, be more checking in from Hawaii. You know, we got people checking in from all over, man. Throw your cities, throw your flag in the chat. We'll We'll shout you guys out. I couldn't tell harp it was a family show. It's hard, you know what I mean when when you get when you bring on a VIP guest, you let them go. you know they, they've earned that right here on the platform. They've given us their time, and you just go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we could all see they were want to say family
4: show we I did. yeah,
1: yeah, I did. I did. you know, there was, was a little cringe at a couple a couple. you know, <laughs> try, try, try. The F, drop the F bomb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a couple. yeah, a couple. A <laughs> couple, you know? But it's hard, you know? So I said, all right, you know, we'll let it, we'll let it slide.
4: Look, man, sometimes you got to learn uh, the colorful language, all right? <laughs>
1: That's it, man. That's it. Shout out to, oh, we got Australia, New Zealand in here heavy. Midnight McKenna. Let's go. Our guys uh, over there in APAC are up. Up and at them. Let's go to, who else we got? Oh, we got Ghetto Clownfish, New Zealand. Eric Smith, Atlanta in here. Charleston. South Carolina, Cyprian Pinder, how you feeling? We got Far Rock in here, Mar. how you feeling? Boston Nick, always, always in here, never misses a show. Boston Nick, salute, man, salute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Miguel Wells says, Harper was dropping bombs. Yeah, Harper's dropping bombs, man, you know. He's an OG. We, we, we just let the OGs do what they do, man. It's, you know, this is what it is. We'll, we'll clean it up. Hopefully we don't get fined by the SEC, because he also had the, the U.S. Open on in the background. <laughs> he wanted to watch Sarita. I said, all right, yeah, you know, do your thing, Harb. Huh? Do your thing, man. You know, we'll, we'll take a bullet, man. 9-4 was, was hard for us, man. Just go ahead. let do your Had to roll out the red carpet all, had all the way through. Uh, we had to, man. Bombs and, and, and TV and all. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, we had to, man. All right. Uh, I think... Uh, I think we we definitely had a great show here. Salute to everybody in the chat. Definitely appreciate everybody for tapping in. Let me make sure we got the Super Chats covered before we bounce. And uh, yeah, stay tuned, man. Spider Watch continues. Uh, A couple of quick announcements from a Knicks fan TV standpoint. We just put the deposit down on the opening night suite. The home opener, the Knicks taking on the, the, the Pistons. Alec Burks coming in for revenge. He's bringing Ivy with him. He's bringing Kate Cunningham along for the ride. He's bringing Nerlens. The wall wants revenge. He's been recovering since last preseason from his injury. So he's ready to go. He hasn't played. He's ready to roll. We got Kevin Knox coming through. I saw Kevin Summer League. I said, Kev, man, you know, you still my dog. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming through to, to, to take over MSG. It's going to be a blockbuster. Friday night, October 21st. Knicks fan TV, Knicks Omni fan. We're getting two suites. Al, you pulling up? Did I? Did I? Did you say yes, you're going to pull? Yes yeah. sir. Yes sir. I'll be there. Putting the deposit down. Two suites. Home opener October 21st. You know how we do. It's going to be a fantastic night. And uh, and then I'm also working on an opening night, opening night watch party, on October 19th. So stay tuned for all of those announcements because we're putting in work, man. We're putting in work. Okay. Uh, let me salute the super chats. Tricks the Barber. Tricks the Barber. $10 Super Chat says, Yo, CP, I hit you up on IG last week and I've been dying to send this message. What I'm hearing is Dolan is not trying to give up Obi at all and very strong in RJ as well. That is why it's taking so long. Okay. Let's see what happens. Appreciate the super chat. Russell Whiskey says, Does Derek have a favorite restaurant? You know, that, you know what? That was a question I forgot to ask Hart. Mm. Forgot to ask him. His favorite restaurant in New York City. That was one. Appreciate the appreciate the comment, Russell. That was one that I forgot to ask. Uh, groovy fight out super chat. Definitely appreciate that. And shout out to uh, Brandon Guest. You know, always in here, drop dropping bars, man. So great show. Uh, remember, people, that this show is uh, presented by Manscape. Number one. Go to manscape.com. Promo code KFTV for twenty percent off plus free shipping also remember that this show is available in audio podcast format so if you miss it in video live and in living color you can always catch it on audio podcast format we are everywhere so you don't have to miss it uh go to nextfantv.com and get your snaps before the season starts man i'm getting a lot of new orders in so appreciate everybody for supporting they come in royal blue. They come in navy blue. We're going to be working on some new designs, some new colors, some new merch coming in this season. Working on a couple of things, man. So continue to rock with us. Continue to support. And we definitely appreciate that. So, hey, put on your notifications. If anything happens this week, you know what to come through, man. Number one show for the fans by the fans. Hit that like button. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Al, great show as usual, man.
2: Peace.